your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. We've got a solemn episode for you today. It was reported last night during the Stanley Cup Finals that not only is Vladimir Tarasenko being shopped this offseason, he did in fact request a trade at the beginning of this offseason. So that's the majority of what we're going to be talking about today, as well as the end of the bandwagon bowl and the NHL season as Tampa Bay emerges victorious against the Montreal Canadiens and Pat Maroon completes the three-peat. But before we get into all of that, I want to remind you guys about today's title sponsor, Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, Josh. So Jeremy Rutherford decided to drop an atom bomb on the St. Louis Blues community last night when he flipped the tables on us. So instead of moving Vladimir Tarasenko on our terms, probably getting a little bit of a better return from other teams, uh, it seems like he is forcing the Blues' hand, uh, has complete distrust within the organization uh, to handle his injuries. He went to get his shoulder surgically repaired twice with team physicians. They didn't find a torn ligament until he went out elsewhere in Colorado, I believe. Josh, what are your initial thoughts when this news dropped and obviously being a massive Vladimir Tarasenko fan, one of the reasons that you started covering the St. Louis Blues? How are you feeling right now? Sad. Really just bummed out. Not, you know, hockey hockey news aside, um, you know, we'll get into it later. The, the, the look of the St. Louis Blues and their team doctors aside, this is just a real bummer as a Blues fan. I'm sure I'm not the only one that at one point Vladimir Tarasenko was my absolute favorite player on this team. Um, still probably would have been if he hadn't missed so much time due to injury. Not saying, you know, I, I didn't love him. It's just he wasn't playing as much. But it really felt like he was the first player that I, I had watched from the beginning of their career uh, and progress. And, and you know, I, I had dreams of seeing him retire as a member of the St. Louis Blues and the fact that it the tables turned so quickly and things got so ugly so fast is just so disappointing just as a hockey fan in general looking at it um a little bit more analytically and, and reading the athletic article and reading about how the the Blues team doctors botched his surgery twice and the fact that uh, Doug Armstrong, I guess, has been kind of looking around and, and a lot of GMs that they've talked to have no interest due to his, his injury history. From a hockey standpoint, this is not good. Um, <laughs> obviously, to, to, to state the obvious, but it, it really seems like this is going to be ugly for a few weeks until this trade happens. And I do not think their return is going to be anywhere near what some people might think. People are saying, oh, Tarasenko for Kachuk, one for one. Tarasenko for Eichel. I I don't think they're going to get anywhere near that much um, due to the fact that he has been injured, but also due to the fact that he has no trade clause and requested a trade. Any leverage that the Blues had is gone. It is now known that this guy wants out, so teams aren't going to be 
sort of pushing for him because they know that the Blues need to trade him regardless. So teams can just sit back and be complacent until Doug Armstrong says, oh, shoot, this is all I guess this is all I can get. I'd rather move him than have the negative locker room issues that would come from keeping him around. I mean, I saw a 101 ESPN take today was, what are the chances Vladimir Tarasenko suits up for the Blues again? I didn't even listen to it because there is no chance he ever plays another game with the Blues after how how critical that article was of the Blues and their relationship with him. You know, another element of it being his his uh, him being upset after not being named captain after Petrangelo left, which. Uh, at the time, I even disagreed with his take and said it probably was better off with O'Reilly, whatever. But still, it's a multitude of factors that give him more than enough reason to lose trust in this franchise, and it's it's just concerning. You know, we we've seen Petrangelo leave last year. We're now about to see Vladimir Tarasenko leave this year, and at a, at a point in time, you know, before the Ryan O'Reilly era, those were pieces one and two of this team those are the two biggest names in this in this team and the fact that within two years both of them are going to be gone due to what you could argue is this franchise not giving them what they wanted whether it's the the no movement clause for petrangelo or the proper uh medical care for tarasenko it really does seem like this franchise has at least played somewhat of a part in losing two huge names in two consecutive off seasons and it's just very frustrating as a fan and i think the doubling down on the fact that our stanley cup window is still open for some people that might bring you a little bit more faith that this team can turn it around but for others it might be like are you watching the same team that we are that's consistently losing players year after year that were a part of the Stanley Cup team this team is vastly different looks vastly different than the Stanley Cup team did in 2019 and now uh, the cherry on top you're going to lose Vladimir Tarasenko before this season starts for me it is very emotional and I think one of the things that you were hitting on the big reason that it sucks so bad is obviously like production and everything like was going down and the injuries play a factor but I don't think anyone is on board with the idea that after you separate and move on from Vladimir Tarasenko there's going to be bad blood because there's certainly from what it sounds like going to be bad blood between him and the team and I don't think anyone in the Blues community wants that does he go to the Rangers, meet up with Panarin? Does he go to Florida, uh, meet up with Bobrovsky? Does he go to the Kings, right off into the sunset in LA? Who knows? But uh, I do think the expansion draft is coming up, right? And the team has to submit their names that are, they're protecting a little bit sooner than that. I believe it's in the next 10 days. Mm-hmm. So in my personal opinion, I would be very surprised to see Vladimir Tarasenko not moved in the next 10 days, which also provides... Uh, another struggle for Doug Armstrong because he's pressed for time and has to find the best available um, deal for the team. But also, I mean, you kind of have to move Vladimir Tarasenko because if not, you use the protection spot on him and then you're going to have to leave Sunquist, leave Barbashev or other guys that are crucial to this team that actually want to be here and still trust the organization. So don't forget that the Blues protected Ryan Reeves and then traded him a few days after the expansion draft. Right, at, but at the expense of David Perron. So it, I don't think that the expansion draft is a deadline for this trade as much as it would be nice. But this I, is Vladimir Tarasenko, though. It's not Ryan Reeves. And there's people that are saying like, oh, he won't strong arm like 
the trade talks and like eventually like Doug Armstrong will loom over his head like, well, if if we don't get something done and get the return that we want, like you'll be with this team the next year, even though you want to be. I don't I don't see that happening. So for me, in my opinion, I would expect some movement in the next 10 days. And I don't think, like you said, I don't think the deal is going to be, I think it's going to be more close to like a Taylor Hall underwhelming deal than some kind of blockbuster like the rest of Twitter is talking about. Absolutely agreed. We're going to be, we're going to be disappointed. I have no doubt about that. So if you want to bet on where you think Vladimir Tarasenko is going next, you can go to betonline.ag because they have the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, so is the NHL offseason. So you can track all of that action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC or MMA action. So before the next pitch, before the next face-off, before the next trade, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit with the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. When we come back, more Vladimir Tarasenko talk. We'll be rounding out the episode with the Bandwagon Bull and the Tampa Bay Lightning and Pat Maroon. So don't go anywhere. Let's fast forward a little bit and let's say, for the sake of hypotheticals here, Vladimir Tarasenko is not with the St. Louis Blues next season. Obviously, he's kind of been in and out of the lineup for the last two years uh, for reasons stated in the article due to the injury and maybe some team doctors not doing their job correctly. But what does this team look like next year? Where do they finish? What players step up? In the absence of Vladimir Tarasenko, does this team rally together and find their identity without him in their lineup, or is it a bigger hole to fill than one year and one offseason will take? The one positive that you could take from this is the fact that Vladimir Tarasenko really hasn't been in this lineup since the cup run. He's played some games here and there, but even then he hasn't really looked like himself, and well, he was pretty impactful last year in his own ways. I think that this team has proven that they can at least contend for a playoff spot without him. Um, granted, I do think that his impact from the cup run was something that was extremely important, and they haven't had that for the past two seasons, and I think the hope was that he would return to form and they would get that dynamic goal scoring ability back because at one point he was the best goal scorer on this team and I don't think you can go into a season where Mike Hoffman is your best goal scorer or or Ryan O'Reilly I don't I want to say he was your best goal scorer but he was your highest goal scorer last year if the Blues you know trade Tarasenko and it's not a one-for-one hockey trade they're going to have a massive hole in the goal scoring department um it could be filled by guys stepping up like we saw last year, but I I have a hard time believing that 
certain players will continue to over overperform as much as they did. As good as David Perron was, he's getting up there in age, and I, I think it would be a little unre- unrealistic to ask him to step up in such a big way for the second season in a row. Not that he's not going to be great for this team next year. I just don't think that you can expect him to have as big of a role as he had this year because his production was so otherworldly for his standards that it would I would expect him to sort of regress back to his his mean, which is still really good, but just not best offensive player on the team good. It's um, not wise to rely on him to have that kind right, of production. Exactly, get what you're saying. exactly. Same with Ryan O'Reilly. You know, he was the team's leading goal scorer this year. That's not his role. That's not what Ryan O'Reilly does for a team. Granted, yeah, maybe he can come out and do it again, but I, I think especially if this team does get an underwhelming return for Vladimir Tarasenko, like a Taylor Hall type return where it's just some depth guys and maybe a, a mid-round pick, this team needs to go crazy in free agency. And and I know that there aren't some, I mean, the, the only big goal scorer name in free agency is Alex Ovechkin, and that's not happening. Um But there, there are, there's going to be a ton of cap space available if, like my if my prediction of of an underwhelming return comes true and they don't trade him for a player with a big salary then that's another potentially i think it's like close to 10 million dollars in cap space because he was earning a little bit above his um his 7.5 salary next year it might be the year after but regardless they're freeing up even more cap space than they already had and that's like you know if they choose to not bring back a guy like Jaden Schwartz who knows Blues could have a lot of money to play with this offseason. Um, and as we saw a couple of seasons ago, the, the offseason before the Stanley Cup, they are not afraid to go out and spend that money. So I, I would suspect that this team would have a completely different identity heading into next season, especially if they have like upwards of $15 million in cap space like they're looking like they might have now. Um, and, and with the belief that the cup window is still open, you can't be complacent especially losing a star like Tarasenko, you need to act fast and you need to do everything you can to fill that void, but also show the fans that this isn't this isn't the, the death blow that it could be. So Doug Armstrong's got a busy few months ahead of him, but I think that there are potentially a lot of, like we've been saying, there are a lot of avenues for him to upgrade this team. And unfortunately now, Doug Armstrong's hand is being forced by Vladimir Tarasenko, but it does open up even more avenues for an upgrade. So it's, it's going to be a very important few weeks for the next few years of this team, but I'm looking forward to it. And I, I'm, I have faith that Doug Armstrong will write the ship and have this team heading in the correct direction. Yeah. And like you said, if Jaden Schwartz doesn't come back, that, that is a lot of cap space for this team that, like you said, is still supposed to be in that Stanley Cup window. It makes a Matthew Kachuk trade seem a lot more likely, even if Vladimir Tarasenko is not involved. Uh, and personally for me, uh, we can't have another instance again of Alex Petrangelo leaving and the guy you get to come in and fill his void is Tory Krug, who's just, I mean, love Tory Krug. I think he's going to be a, a very good asset to this team, but they're just not even remotely on the same level in terms of a, of a hockey player. So uh, for me, losing a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko, especially in the way that he's going out, you got to bring a guy in uh, that's gonna get that's gonna get fans back in the mindset of oh, this team can compete. And I think the main problem for this team is the last two years it hasn't seemed like that, and it's because of that lack of identity that they talked about at the end of the season. So uh, maybe bringing some guys in in the first season 
back to normalcy when they can actually build that identity uh, can be crucial for this team moving forward. You've got guys locked up for seven plus years, uh, some long contracts. So you're going to have to build chemistry some way or another. So bringing a guy like Matthew Kachuk in could potentially do that. And like I said, for fans, personally, for me, if we lose Vladimir Tarasenko this offseason, the only thing that would make me say, okay, that sucked big time and the way that he left was brutal, but at least we have this guy. The only name that could fill that blank for me would be Matthew Kachuk. So we'll see if that goes down or not. As much as that would be nice, I think that it would be a very much uphill battle to get him there. You know, you'd say, oh, Tarasenko for Kachuk. Okay. Hey, Vlad, how about you waive your no trade clause to go play in Calgary? Right. No, no offense to Calgary. I'm sure it's a great place. But when a player has as much leverage as Tarasenko and can specifically tailor his list of teams that he would like to be traded to, it makes it a lot more difficult. And yeah, Matthew Kachuk is like the one guy that would be perfect. But then you need Vladimir Tarasenko to say, oh yeah, I'll go to that team. And you also need to work out a trade for Tarasenko for Kachuk. And there's a lot of things that would need to go right for that sort of trade to happen. And and at the moment, it just doesn't seem realistic. You know, we saw it with Shattenkirk a few years back when the Blues were, you know, a Shattenkirk waving his no trade clause away from landing Taylor Hall. And instead, Shattenkirk said, nah, I don't want to go play in Edmonton. I'm not doing that trade. And instead of that, we got Zach Sanford. So That's what I'm saying. I, th- I think... The Blues want Matthew Kachuk a lot, a lot more than Calgary wants Vladimir Tarasenko. So I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if maybe it doesn't happen. Obviously, this offseason is a weird one and, and not the best one for moving Matthew Kachuk. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if names were thrown around in a Matthew Kachuk trade that didn't involve Vladimir Tarasenko and Vladimir Tarasenko gets traded somewhere else to make the cap space to bring in a guy like Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the more likely outcome. The Blues are doubling down on the fact that they're a wagon and will be uh, competing for the Stanley Cup. But if you've got a wagon that's broken down in your driveway and you need some new wheels or parts or whatever it might be, you got to check out our friends at Rock Auto because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more above market price for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. And Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So you got to check them out. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you guys amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. When we come back, we're going to round out the discussion about Vladimir Tarasenko and finish it off with the recap of the bandwagon bowl and Pat Maroon's three Pete. So don't go anywhere. All right, Josh, final take on Vladimir Tarasenko. If slash when he leaves the St. Louis Blues this offseason and does, in fact, get traded, 
if you're going to betonline.ag and throwing money down on his next destination, where are you putting your money? Dude, I have no idea. Because the article basically said that certain GMs had been asked and have had zero interest. Right. So there are a lot of things at play here. A, he needs to get traded to a team that wants him, which seems like isn't every team and might be very few teams. B, he needs to get traded to a team that he wants to go to because he has a full no-trade clause. C, he needs to get traded to a team where the return isn't abysmal. And unfortunately, I think C is the lowest priority for the St. Louis Blues. I think the return is is the last thing that they can look at because unfortunately, Tarasenko has demanded a trade. Tarasenko has injury concerns. And he has other no teams know he wants out too. So like there is there's really no plan B. Oh, well, he just he just stays and uh he plays another season in St. Louis. Like like Jeremy Rutherford said on 101, like the chances of that happening are 1% essentially. Right. And I don't think this is like a Jack Eichel situation or even a Ryan O'Reilly situation of a few years ago where Doug Armstrong can say can can you know be like a GM that sits sits around and says, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to wait for the offers to pour in and I'm going to take the best one." I think there's a pretty good chance that this might come down to like one to three teams that A, have interest to him and B, Tarasenko wants to go to. I think LA makes sense. I think Washington makes sense. Um, I wish Calgary made sense, but I don't really think it does. I think New York makes sense. I think, honestly, Boston might make sense. Um you know, a guy like Boston would be brutal. Boston would Seeing be brutal. Vladimir Tarasenko in a Bruins jersey would wrench my soul. Yeah, yeah, especially considering I I'm from that area. That would be I don't even want to think about it. Be um, worse for you. Yeah. Um but I it's really hard to predict because I don't know what the market is on Tarasenko and I'm worried it's just very very poor. I think that there are some teams out there that are going to say, "Oh yeah, a former 40 or 30 40 goal scorer." Um a guy who's you know now had a successful surgery for something that's been ailing him for a past few se- for the past few seasons. I think there are teams out there that are going to look at him and say, "Oh yeah, he's going to return to form." But even then, what's what's the return going to be for a guy that's played thirty four games for the last two seasons? I think it's going to be pretty pretty weak. So I don't know. That's a tough argument to make too if you're Doug Armstrong. Personally, I think he's going to go to the Rangers. I think they're so close to like actually making a ton of noise for Stanley Cup con- contention. And Artemi Panarin being there, like the million dollar question here is, do you take a chance on a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko with the injuries, with the lack of games uh, and expect him to return to form? I think that return and that road back uh, is a lot easier if you're on the same team with one of your best friends, one of your buddies and a guy like Artemi Panarin. So I think teams like that, like the ones that we mentioned, Bobrovsky, uh, I think I think those make a lot more sense than other teams that just are looking to add a top six guy and take a chance on Vladimir Tarasenko as he is. So if I was going to bet online.ag and they had the odds up, I would definitely be throwing money on the Rangers for sure. Yeah, I think that's a solid choice. I think it's a good idea to throw some money on whatever team Pat Maroon's on next season (laughs) uh, ASAP because he won three of them in a row. Might be looking for four next year. The Tampa Bay Lightning defeated... Montreal Canadiens in five games last night, and Pat Maroon was an absolute electric factory. 
Nikita Kucherov had some interesting comments after the game. Josh, I don't know if you saw those, but he he basically was calling out the league kind of and saying, show Vasilevsky a little bit more respect. Uh, had some choice words for the Vesna voting the last two years, but Vasilevsky comes away with the con Smythe, so uh, maybe it's all all is well that ends well. But uh, there was a lot of two side polarizing comments about those Kucherov comments. I love those. I feel like they're a lot more uh, prevalent in basketball, where they're like go to the press and like talk trash on other players or like say things, and then it kind of gets like magnified in the tabloids which obviously ESPN has a big part of that but I would love to see a lot more of that in the NHL and not just because like I love negativity and like these players like dogging on other guys and stuff but it's like WWE like you have guys that are like fan favorites and like say all the right things but then you also have guys that are the heel that are uh, that are put there to start a fire like under fans and other and other like other members of your staff and I think the NHL doesn't have enough of those two-sided uh personalities in my opinion so i would i would love to see more of this i would love to see espn uh pick up this sport next year and really drive that kind of entertainment value home he certainly made some made some noise last night whether it was calling out the montreal Canadiens fans for over celebrating winning one game in the stanley cup final or calling out nhl awards voters and defending vasilevsky as much as it was annoying to see that on my time. I'm like, oh my god, the Lightning are still, still Stanley Cup champions. It's been two years of this now. Like, as much as like part of me was like sick of it, the other part of me was acknowledging how good this is for the game of hockey. And we always I'll take talk that about, over cookie cutter answers right, right, to the press absolutely. every single day. Absolutely. Is is as much as you know? As much as it's frustrating. How how much did we love? Uh, Ryan O'Reilly dropping an F-bomb on the interview and then immediately going, oh my God, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. Stuff like that. It's great. So, you know, as much as it's unfortunate being uh, not a Lightning fan and seeing it, it's great for the game. Th- those are clips that are going to are gonna make their way around social media, not just to hockey fans, but to sports fans in general, seeing uh, probably a little tipsy Nikita Kucherov shirtless, sitting on the podium with a fractured rib going off about how how, how excited he is and, and roasting the Canadians fans and roasting the NHL and roasting awards voters. That's great. That's great for the game of hockey. As much as it's annoying to see that video 50,000 times on my Twitter timeline like I have, it's better than, like you said, seeing no videos or seeing cookie-cutter answers. All it's going to do is help grow the game. We're going to keep a keen eye on... Uh, their parade shenanigans. Uh, hopefully, Stanley Cup champion for the third time in a row. Pat Maroon brings the cup home uh, and might get to celebrate with him a little bit. He'd be at OB Clark's. But uh, I think that's all the time we have for today. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Blues podcast. Uh, anything that happens with Vladimir Tarasenko with this offseason, as today is day one of the entire NHL offseason. Uh, we'll be covering it here, so make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. That way you never miss an episode, never miss a uh, heads up of what is currently going on. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at 12 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.